This is Above Grade with J.S. Brown and your host, Bryce Jacob. Welcome to Above Grade, where each week we discuss the construction landscape here in Central Ohio. This is Bryce Jacob from J.S. Brown and Company here with Greg Hansberry. Hey, hey, Bryce. How's it going, man? Oh, I'm wiped out. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, now that the for weather the, is turned. For the girls' night out? Oh, well, we did have a good time at the girls' night out. But <laughs> yes, we did. Now that the weather's nice, my honey-do list is just like tripled in size of all the things I got to do outside. No kidding. Uh, well, like what kind of things are you working on? Well, uh, we had a rain barrel. And, uh, it's you been, had one? Well, we got, we got one. Uh, our neighbor was moving yeah. and uh, I bought it from, from her at, at her garage sale for $10. It was a steal, but I didn't yeah. realize how big big they are and pain in the butt they are, and I've got to like install it in the gutter and. So that was your weekend project. Yeah, and I had to, of course like clear out a bunch of weeds so I could have room for the rain barrel. Yeah. Did you put it on a little pad or mm-hmm. right on the? Yeah, dirt? I, I yeah. did a little uh, brick. I had some extra brick. Oh. I made a little nice little brick patio. It's nice. Yeah, cool. So now you're collecting rain now. That's so let it, it rain. Mm, let what it are you going to do with all that water? Well, we have we built some cedar block. Uh, mm-hmm. gardening boxes and we've got some tomatoes and herbs and jalapenos jal- jalapenos, <laughs> jalapenos. so we're going to use that rainwater to uh, water our veggies all right good in theory now, don't forget to put a <laughs> if i did it right yeah put a cover on your rain barrel you got a cover on it it's got a lid and it has but right. has a little hole in the top that uh for overspill or i guess you could plug it I, so rats don't fall in it or whatever yeah, I guess I guess that's what you'd plug it for, <laughs> a rat hole. All right, well, cool. Chip it sounds mix. like that was a heck of a weekend, and it you got fun. it done. It feels good, right? Yeah. To accomplish some things, right? No, yeah, no. That's awesome. I just want it to rain only like nights, nights, or you know, when I'm working or things like that. Yeah, great. Well, you know, today's <laughs> an exciting day for for us, for you in particular, because as soon as you walked in the studio and saw who our gu- our guest was, there was a big celebration. That's right, Courtney. Yeah, Courtney. Hi, a fellow flyer. Yeah. That's right, old friends. Yeah. And we haven't seen her since early in season one. That's true. Yeah, I it's guess. It's been a while. You haven't been back since then? I don't think so. Our ratings were really poor after that show. <laughs> well, I'll try better today. To better. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, welcome back. It's well, good to have you. you on the show, and it's good to see that Greg is finally reengaged because of a good guest here. Finally, no, for all, once. Yeah, you were awesome at, at the girls' night out. That was fun. That, that was, was fun. A, yeah, folks, if you didn't listen to it, it was last week's or a few weeks ago. I don't know when that thing aired. Uh, a few weeks um, back. Yeah, uh, it'll be about four weeks ago at this point. Uh, time flies yeah, when I you're know. installing rain barrels. That's right. And uh, so we had uh, that girls' night out. We did a little live uh, impromptu. We just started mm-hmm. uh, grabbing people, walking around at the girls' night fun. out through Sunny 95. That was fun up at Worthington Mall. Thanks for those people putting putting themselves out there to get a big crowd in there. It was great. Which isn't something they probably see very often up there. That was huh. the first time I've ever been there. But they have one of those yeah, cool, uh, like, fancy toy stores where everything's, like, like made. all the toys are made out of wood. So, you know, it's, like, legit. Yeah. That's it. So there's creative things there, right. which is the, the impetus for today's show is thinking outside the box. That way. Good, all right. So that's what we're, we're really going to be talking about is thinking outside the box because Courtney is very good at doing that. As a designer, one of the things that she brings to the table for her clients is a very open mind. And one that's not trapped in one way of thinking and design. And that's one of the gifts that you have. It's one of the things that you excel very well at J.S. Brown with. It's one of the things that your clients recognize you regularly for is just your ability to think beyond uh, what you see right in front of you sometimes. So I want to explore where that comes from, how you do it, where this greatness comes from, and, um, you know, thinking outside wood. (laughs) (laughs) Wood toys. (laughs) Wood toys, yes. So flyer. 
Yes. You know, we, we talked about this before, but you and Greg have known each other a little while, a little while here and you knew his wife as mm-hmm. well. And so yeah, there's I've known this her big, even longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We went to high school together. <clears throat> trying to warn her about him. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm glad she didn't listen. Yeah. Thanks, Courtney. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> we you're, think you're wonderful. That's why you have, she's like, I need someone who's going to be a sucker to do a honeydew list. This guy's perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't care what Courtney says about him. <laughs> He's perfect for it. And then uh, you furthered your education in New York City. That's correct. Yeah. So I have a degree in sociology from University of Dayton. And then I went to uh, New York City and I have a degree in design. So I went there for a two-year program and then had the opportunity to work for several years in the industry there. Yeah. And I, and you shared a lot of the projects that you worked on and there's some really unique elements to projects that you had done in New York City. And, uh, you know, it's a little different coming to Columbus. It is. I think that was one of the things, though, that excited me when I came, um, when we had decided to move back to Columbus, um, was that there, the design world was much more in the residential, um, I guess, part of it than I thought that there was going to be. I wasn't really, I had been really disconnected to what was going on in Columbus while I was living there. And so um, it was exciting to see what was going on, but it's, um, it is very different in that sense. So kind of differentiate what's, what's sure. different about yeah. what you did in New York and what you're doing in Columbus. Yeah. So um, I did have some projects outside of the city itself, but when working in the city, most of the projects are in, you know, apartment buildings. And so um, there were several projects where we had the opportunity to a client would buy two or three apartments and we combine them into one. Mm-hmm. Um, but oftentimes we were more working within kind of the perimeters of an apartment. You know, we're not doing additions and things like we're doing right. here. And so um, one of the things that's very different here then is that we're opening up walls and where people have had the opportunity not to say that we didn't you know open up walls and find pizza boxes um (laughs) that you know a previous contractor Mm -hmm. may have left Mm -hmm. um but you know things that we're finding here a lot of times are people that have maybe um you know didn't pull a permit when they did their their kitchen 20 years ago self projects yeah yeah and that they you know just hacked through the joists and then you know we have to go tell the client that there's no way this is going to pass any sort of inspection and now you know we have to put your job on hold and um, then fi- fix it essentially. It so absorb yeah. costs that could have mm-hmm. gone towards something else. Yes, and so yeah. that is, I think, one of the biggest things that I'm seeing. And you know, that doesn't really have to do with thinking outside of the box or creative, but that's one of the things that then takes away because costs are going t- towards kind of the infrastructure of mm-hmm. making sure that you know building either that addition or fixing. Because I think one of the things, the reason why Columbus is so booming is because of kind of the age of all the neighborhoods. So you have right. like the Clintonville, Bexley, Arlington, you know, German Village that are so much older. And then even at this point, your Dublin and Hilliard are 20, They're 30, aging. 40 yeah. years. That, yeah, even yeah. New Albany. You know, you're, yeah. you're start, we're starting to see a lot more happen in New Albany because of the age of the homes. They're wanting cosmetic makeovers. But you don't run into the structural challenges as much yeah. in some of the newer areas as you do in the homes that have been around, been around for such a long time. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so. so I think that was one piece. And then I think the other one is just the... Um, you know, I think Columbus is definitely becoming more dynamic in the design world, but I think New York is obviously, you know, for some people considered at the center of the world. And so they... <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's that? <laughs> Everyone in New York. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's um, there's just so much creativity. I mean, everywhere you turn, everyone's trying to come up with a new idea, be the best at, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing that thought in every detail of whether it's... 
um, intended to have like a, a restaurant or an apartment or if it's just like someone's logo that they're sticking on the wall in the subway. Right. There ha- there's so much there that you have to do something to differentiate yourself. And there's so much um, in terms of um, options. Like now with the Internet, there you can get a lot of that. But in New York, there's so many different places where you can just stop in and find creativity. And so there was a lot of opportunity there to kind of push the client, and they really wanted to be mm-hmm. pushed in that. Do you think that they're... Would you say they're more risk takers with design and doing something creative that maybe you haven't seen before, just in nature of their element, the surroundings? I would say a lot, a lot of them. You know, there's still definitely like people who want to play things a little safer. But I think even in a big city, playing it safer is still more Pretty of risky. a push than <laughs> yeah. yeah, in yeah. some areas. So, so you came back to Columbus and you had some edge, if you will, some edginess to design in New York. You came here. What What's happened since you've been here? How long have you been back? Um, four and a half years. Four and a half years. So yeah. have you watched the, the spirit of design change here in that period of time? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I really didn't have an, um, kind of an understanding what was going on in Columbus. I had come back come back for, you know, weekends here and there, but it was mostly like for weddings. So it was like getting off a plane, going to... A church to yeah, a reception. Out of mom's house for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I had come in for um, a weekend for a baby shower, and so I had a little bit of extra time and walked through uh, the short north. But this was about seven years ago, yeah, probably at this point. Different. And it was, but it, at that point, it was not the Columbus that I had known. And then to see it even today, and I still drive around, and I'm just so amazed with everything that. Um, you know, all the, and I think that with that, people are starting to push it, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're taking kind of that risk as well and seeing that people in Columbus are wanting that design element, that yeah. detail incorporated into, again, like the things we were saying beyond just what you would normally think should have high design. I want to, the, sorry to interrupt this, um, it's, uh, Columbus has this uh, music thing going on. That's the music commission or something. And they're trying to make Columbus, this hub of art and music. And they were like, we want to be just like Austin. And they, and his whole point is like, think about Austin. Why is Austin a music scene? It's not like people who are born in Texas are any more creative than people who are born anywhere else. It's just the community in which that they've kind of found themselves mm-hmm. and the the community supporting each other. So to your point, like, if you if you're in, no doesn't matter where what city you are how big it is or how Midwest it is or how small it is or whatever if you've got a cool community of artists or of creatives thinking outside of the box creatively together why you know why can't Columbus be a hub for yeah for, for design <clears throat> yeah it it's really pretty interesting um, how the surroundings of the environment that we live in uh, actually inspires us to do something different with design. And so, you know, New York is very edgy and has all kinds of crazy things going on. So people start to think a little differently that way. And to your point, Courtney, of just what's happened in short north. But I think being around that environment, I think back to a client I had, boy, it's probably been 12 years ago. And we were doing this bathroom unlike anything I've ever done before. And it was very, um, very upscale and uh, very much like a spa. And it was expensive. And we asked the homeowner, you know, what was it that inspired this 
this aggressive approach to a design in, in the space. And he said, you know, I travel internationally. And he said, I'm in a lot of very nice hotels. And he said, the bathrooms in the hotels are nicer <laughs> than my bathroom in my own home. Yeah. And he said, I, I, when I come home, I want to actually be in a bathroom that rivals what I experience when I travel. And it was really interesting to hear the the logic behind wanting to go to the extreme because we called his, his shower the car wash. He literally mm-hmm. could put a car into the shower. It's so large. And, um, you know, you, you think about the experiences we have when we travel and the outdoor living, you know, and what that's done to outdoor living where you go somewhere where you experience the outdoors and we relax and we go, gosh, I want to do this at home for those 12 nights mm-hmm. <laughs> in Columbus, Ohio, where it's going to be perfect weather. And, and, and people are doing that in their own home. And short North is really awesome. Yeah. And there's a lot of areas in and around Columbus that are really popping up where there's design is taking over. I went to Del Mar, the new Cameron Mitchell restaurant oh, right. down on the short North. Have you been? Have you been? No, I know. but uh, your I husband just told me you went, didn't yeah. you? We went a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And same thing. Just went and uh, you walk in and obviously it's like a California seafood restaurant style, but it, you walk in and just the, the decor is really fascinating because it looks like um, you're entering a ship, uh, mm, so to speak. Cool. And so there's metal rails, there's the fabricated steel look, there's a railing, and then there's old leather suitcases. So vintage looking as well, like you're going on to an old steam liner. Cool. And the Titanic. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, you don't want to go down with that ship, but it's, it, um, no, the Queen Mary. All yeah, right? I was going to say, there we go. <laughs> Get your boats together, man. So... <laughs> Jeez, who, who brought this guy? <laughs> so, great. Halfway through dessert, though, we just started <laughs> sinking. Started listing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. So, yeah, but the, the atmosphere is so fantastic. They even had at the bar an area where they had bookshelves, and they had it decorated like someone's home. So there's this feel that you could get in there where you know, I was sitting in the restaurant looking around going, I can see a client saying, I want to... I want to incorporate some of this into their home. And we've seen them do that in basements and in wine rooms and different areas of the home that resemble areas that they've either traveled to. And here it is now right in our, our backyard and we're pulling these ideas into our homes, which is really awesome that Columbus is doing what it's doing. Well, um, Lindsay Remley, who's been on the show before with Edgework Creative, her and her husband had gone to New York. This was maybe a year and a half ago or so. I was talking to them and she was saying that all the restaurants they were picking to go to, Um, you know, again, there's so many, but that, uh, she said, obviously the food was important, but she wanted to go places where it was, I can't remember her exact language, but something like visually appealing. Like Mm -hmm. that was, she wanted to be, you know, she wanted to be inspired. And I loved that because it wasn't, I don't know that I had ever put the language to it, but I'm the same way that I'm not going to like, I want the dining experience, the ambiance to be as good as the food Mm -hmm. to be. And really anywhere else that I go, you know, there's definitely, you get that kind of feeling of you know kind of positive or negative when you walk Mm -hmm. in a space that you can tell that the attention has been given or it hasn't and Mm -hmm. it's really neat to see that that's something that a lot of people in Columbus are paying attention to. And the transfers to residential you know do you feel comfortable in this home do you just want to hang out and have fun with your friends and family or do you just kind of feel uneasy and can't wait till the party's over and well it is a great place to go to get uh, inspired to, to restaurants and so forth for people that do like to entertain mm-hmm. and are thinking of remodeling their homes because there's really good ideas coming out of it. You know, I, I lived in Charlotte years ago and one of the pubs down, there was a lot of bars and restaurants and such on Tryon street, which is the main drag through Charlotte. And there was a restaurant and bar 
uh, that was called Rira, and it was an old Irish pub, mm-hmm. and it literally was shipped over bricks and sticks and all from Ireland. Wow! And they replicated a true Irish pub take, taken from Ireland and put right in the city. And so it was really nice from the the street approach, the blue and the wood and the glass and everything welcomed you in and people would just pack into that restaurant and the, it was Irish food. So you're eating some potatoes, you know, <laughs> yeah. and you know, bangers and mash. yeah, the, bangers and mash and, and everyone's in there drinking a Guinness, food, that's for sure. but it was yeah. always <laughs> packed. It was the place that was always packed cool. and it had, there were little fireplaces and little nooks and there stone all over and just some, the feel was so different than what was the mainstream traditional. And that was the first, so that was back in, I don't know, 96 maybe. Uh, that was one of the first restaurants I can remember where the atmosphere was so yeah. impactful yeah. that it created an experience. And then we started seeing more and more of that happening, not just in Charlotte, but it's what we see, you know, kind of overtaking this area. Well, with the story that comes with that, too, like the yeah. um, um, service bar that they have, the physical bar itself is, you know, over 100 years old or something. Right. And then it's in a very kind of industrial setting um, with then they bring in like the leather and the booths and things mm-hmm. like that. But it's the story that comes with it. And then, um, you know, we're seeing that, as you said, in the residential with clients wanting to incorporate like the wood barn beams because of yeah. whatever, um, you know, that they had a family member that grew up, you know, on a barn or just the nostalgia. Were you born in a barn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> the n- yes. <laughs> the nostalgia that comes with some of that or even in these older homes finding something when we get into the demo and how can we then incorporate that into the space or just even kind of the um, finding as we go through the process, maybe Mm -hmm. not even necessarily, but peeling back and finding the story behind it. And that's what's fun about remodeling. And I think people are willing to take a little bit more of a risk like you experience in New York because their environment is now surrounded with more of those things that Mm -hmm. allow them to feel more free Mm -hmm. in doing it. You know, Dublin is a great example. You got the Bridge Park up there, which is, you know, it's growing like crazy. I mean, there was another building going up the other day. (laughs) It's like every time I drive by, there's more steel popping out of the ground. It's really an exciting area. But if you go into the little restaurants and you go into the entertaining areas where you got pins mechanical and, you know, not that anyone's going to go put duck pin bowling in their basement. But you never know. Some of those and that's yeah, it's kind true. of reverse. They're using bringing that outdoor living space into the bar. Some yeah. of those yard yeah. games they have there. So yeah. I think it's, you're right, it's kind of one of the same. They're taking pages from each other's playbook. Yeah, I'm not sure who I was talking to or where I even was recently, but fouling, have you heard of that? It's bowling and football combined <laughs> in one. And I, I can't remember if it's Cincinnati when I was down there or... Have you either? Yeah, involved, yeah, have you yeah, heard of this? Yeah, we I played not. it. Um, there's not at Bridge Bridge Park, but there's another place up on um, Sawmill of uh, their uh, where they do axe throwing. Yeah, okay. but they also have the uh, bowling. Hope they don't have a lot football. of accidents. And yeah. it's you know just I mean? it's like uh, you got your bowling pins and you just knock them down with the football. It's just kind of fun. That's thinking outside the box, you know. As far right. as I'm concerned, you can't, doing we, something we don't very all different. Have the space, or we might have an apartment or whatever for these this outdoor living, but. Kind of as as we've circling around this, it's like that's what people want to do. We want to enjoy the outdoors. We want to be able to play these yard games and have fun. And if you can't do it in your house, why not go to a place that can do it? And if you can't go to the bar, why not bring it to your house? (laughs) Well, that's what we always have talked about, too, with people when they kind of start to talk about what the investment is going to be. It's, well, how much time you spend in your home. Mm -hmm. And then people start to kind of really understand, oh, that's why we it's worth putting that investment in because we spend 
you know, we travel, what, you know, maybe two weeks a year and then the rest of the time we are here. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably a good time for, you know, a tip week. for someone who's thinking, you know what, I could really use a tip this week. You know, besides Courtney, this is the only other reason I came today. It was for that's the tip true. of the week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's time for the tip of the week. If you don't consider yourself to be very creative, but the project you need to take on requires creativity, you may be in a bit of a bind. Hang in there and don't throw in the towel. There are plenty of places to go to get inspired. Design is all around you. Take photos and tag websites, then consult with an expert who can bring things to life. And that's how you can become the design expert you always dreamed of being. So I'm curious, Courtney, Mm -hmm. how do you get your inspiration for creativity? Ooh, good question. Um, Finally, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I guess one of the things that I love is just taking in my surroundings And so I'm not really on social media with the exception of Instagram because I do like to um, it's a it's a really great way of seeing what people all over are doing, you know, all over the world at that. So um, being able to kind of quickly find inspiration in terms of what else is out there and um, get ideas. Um, I think, too, for when designing for clients, I think a lot of times the each space in person that I kind of let speak to me in that way. So I think it's kind of just going in and feeling what the kind of the space needs and then also what's resonating with the person and then um, taking creativity from there. But I don't necessarily know that I follow any of the design rules in terms of, of that. I just kind of see what is resonating with me and then with the client as well. And, you know, it's um, you think we always try to go big at first and, and see kind of how far we can push the client and how comfortable they can be. And a lot of times it ends up being a little bit of a balance, you know, some being pulled Mm -hmm. back and some staying. So, yeah, I find that I have to have a disclaimer statement with most of my homeowners. And you've heard me say it um, because I have a tendency to think outside the box. In most cases, I see things very differently and not everybody loves the ideas that I have. And, and that's okay. It doesn't, I don't take any offense to that, but I often tell people again, you've heard me say this many Mm -hmm. times, is I'd rather explore something than not explore it at all. And so many times um, I may say something that you may not like or may not agree with mm-hmm. or may not want to go down that design path together, but we, I want to rule it, rule it in and rule it out. Sure. And so part of that conversation that we would have is, what if we did this and how would you feel about it? And in some cases, a homeowner go, looks at you really strange. You yeah. know, you pretty much struck out. And then other times they may say something along the lines of, huh, tell me more about that or how would that work? And we get through the process of identifying whether it's something we should consider or whether Mm -hmm. we should just get rid of it altogether. But at the end of the project, I don't want a homeowner sitting there looking at their space and going, I wish I would have thought of this or could we have done this or whatever, fill in the blank, because those are the points where you regret what you've invested a lot of money into it. Rather rule it out than not even put it in the rules at all. Where do you find your inspiration for creativity? Oh, that's a really good question. You know, it's funny earlier when you said, "Was are you burning a barn? And we talk about all the people doing industrial stuff and barn wood. And that's a flavor I really gravitate yeah. to. You know, I, I don't know why that is. You know, I didn't grow up in a barn. Grew up in Sylvania, Ohio. Yeah. And lived in, lived in a ranch home. And we had a lot of trees around our home. And it wasn't that we had anything old. And it wasn't that we had anything new. You know, sure. we were just kind of stuck in the 70s and 80s there. And for whatever reason, I always gravitate 
to there's something that captivates me when I see a barn or when I see old material and I like to see it salvaged and used. I like to preserve as opposed to do everything brand new and yeah. incorporate um, something old in with new that makes it all feel new again. Yeah. And so I don't I don't know where that necessarily came from. Just funny because I can usually pinpoint it. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I should lay down on this couch down over here and, <laughs> and, and, and talk more about this. Yeah. But, you know, my father worked in a, in a uh, he was in the printing business. And back then it's very dig- different because now it's all computer done. Mm. And it used to be done by hand, all the printing was. And he worked in an old factory in downtown Toledo. And I used to love going down there with him on Saturdays. Because we would ride in the old elevator and the old elevator was one of those, it was a, you know, platform elevator yeah. and it had the front that you would, you know, lift up and there was all this old machinery and you always smelled the ink, you know, that was floating around. They had dark rooms everywhere because they had to develop their photography. And, and so I was always running through dark rooms and I remember the old hand carts and things that used to have, have the spools of paper on and it was very fascinating. I loved the old industrial area and there were railroad tracks that came up to the building and is there something about going around old buildings and railroad tracks and old barns and things like that? I love the industrial feel, old brick. And so I love working in German Village. It's probably yeah. in Columbus my favorite area to do projects in because we always expose something yeah. that's old and historic. And you usually have a, a client who's very open to incorporating some of that old historic, those elements into the design of their home. So I really get a kick out of working on older projects like that. But I like salvaging parts and putting them in, you know, my home. You've seen my basement and yeah. chock full of old barn beams and all kinds of things to create an old pub that mimics what you'd see at Great Lakes Brewing Company up in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where the inspiration of that came from. So I always get excited when a homeowner, you know, says, ooh, let's put barnwood in here. And and it used to be rope lighting. Now it's not anymore. It used to be back about 10 years ago. I was like, anywhere I could put rope light. <laughs> that well, sounded so great. <laughs> I think that's an interesting point, though, because there's, um, you know, I do feel this, like, responsibility for clients because they um, want something that's going to feel, they don't want it to feel dated in five years. And so there's that balance of striking with creativity and pushing them, but then not to feel like we're giving them something that will feel, well, this kitchen was definitely done in 2019. And so I think there's those classic elements. To me, like the farmhouse sink, it's been very hot right now, but to me, that's kind of a classic design element. And there probably will be a time where it's going to like maybe not be as hot, but it's something that's traditional and the barn beans is the same way yeah. of bringing in something that gives it that layered, you know, layer to the design and can add to that creativity, but then not feel dated necessarily. So that's mm-hmm. always kind of a. Well, you a, said if you had a barn beam in your house, it would be dipped in brass. It, well, yeah, just on the edges. So <laughs> yeah, I don't want to lose all the, all the, but yeah, just as something. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So and if there's any clients anything. out there that want to do that, call me because I really want to do it. Yeah. It could be beautiful. Yeah, those are those are mm-hmm. the kind of things that are really fun. I, I love throwing an idea out there, and I had a client where I threw an idea out there, and they just grabbed onto it. I was so excited because it was wild, and he had old vintage beer can collections, so really old, old, old cans. And he said, I don't know what to do with them. I build a shelf and display them. And they had a room that was the pub area that would go into the, like their TV viewing area, mm-hmm. and there was a big opening. And they were thinking of putting a door there. Well, you know how barn doors are. They're so exciting. So I said, what if we built a custom barn door that was glass on two sides and it sandwiched your beer cans on shelves as they were stacked? So your door would literally be a beer can 
<laughs> display yeah, that slides. <laughs> and the wife rolled her eyes, and the husband's like, oh, yeah. Done and done. I mean, he yeah. was so excited, and she rolled her eyes because she knew he it's gonna it's like gonna it. happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's gonna happen. And I was so excited because you throw ideas out there like that and I don't know the personal connection behind the beer can collection of what someone had always envisioned and how they would display sure. it. Yeah. But the freedom of being able to do that was very that's very fun. different. And we were gonna put brick, uh, old brick down on the, the surface of the floor and they play darts. And I said, Why don't we take an old Ohio license plate the year that you guys were born and inlay that into the brick as your throwing stripe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just, it's stuff like that where it's fun to be creative. And 90% of the time my stuff gets shot down. (laughs) So, but it's that 10%, you know, when someone goes, cool. And then you have to source the license plate. And then, you know, you've got to find the right one. That's what you get Courtney for, right? (laughs) No. For the other 90%. Oh, yeah. Not the sourcing. I was like, I'll do that too. That's exactly right. Yeah. She does the 90%. I do the 10. But I think you bring up. I like my 10. I I think you bring up a really good point too, because I think uh, clients are more willing to take the risk in areas like a basement or a powder room or a laundry room or things like that. A lot of times. floor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Right. Well, true. Then a yeah. Then a dartboard in the kitchen. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, we do a lot more lists like the white, you know, everyone kind of wants that clean white kitchen or, you know, just there's like very kind of standard um, kitchen that you want to, but they're willing to do that risk in a little powder room or basement. Yeah. Picture, or, I'm sorry, the billiards or dart room in the kitchen. I like that. I, I like that look. Yeah. 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 It would be awesome. You can do all kinds of crazy things. Yeah. I mean, we can do That's, it. Put your potatoes up there, and that's how you poke the holes in them before you put them in the microwave. Yeah, that's great. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can multi-purpose with. Yeah. Thinking outside the potato. Yeah. Um, So let me ask you a question as we're wrapping things up. I want to see, is there anything you haven't done in someone's home yet that you're kind of going, gosh, I would love the client who would want this because if you're listening and you want this, Courtney is your gal other than the brass dip barn bean. I know. It's like, now I'm really excited about that. Um, Yeah. You know, I I think I would just love to um, uh, have just maybe like a really big project where it was kind of just the client was let's get creative, let's put wallpaper, let's like, we'll put wallpaper on the walls and we'll do really beautiful like millwork details and mm-hmm. um, so I think there's maybe not so much like the individual element beyond the brass dipped barn beam, but just kind of the opportunity to. Um, have a client that's really willing to push it because yeah. I think, I think once people start seeing more people do that in Columbus, then mm-hmm. you know that will I'd grow. Agree. Yeah, yeah. I had a client who really wanted a fire pole. Yeah, and um, we just couldn't make it work. I really, really wanted to, but you know, the wife was kind of that was the eye roll that yeah was a, that rolled the wrong way. Oh, so <laughs> you know. Uh, anyway, so that's what yeah. you would want to do, or what else? Well, would you no, do? I don't know. I think. Um, well, I have one right now. I'm working on. I've wanted to to do this type of project for years, and it's to create an outdoor spa, and oh, you know, cool. it has out- outdoor living integrated to the indoors. And we've got a beautiful opportunity right now, where I've been in the the middle of designing this. There are a lot of complications with it because there's a spa with a waterfall coming into it that they want heated year round. And so there has to be a structure built to house the, you know, the equipment to heat the water and clean the water and do all that while they use it year round. And there's a lot of trees around. So how do you keep it clean? So there's debris and then keep people from falling in it because they don't want to put a fence around the yard. So we've got to have an automatic cover that's a safety cover. And so there's a lot of really cool detail coming into it, but it's going to be, you know, they're referring to it as a grotto 
and um, you know you see insane pools and all that that stuff on TV, and I always love those shows. And this is a chance to have one right here in Columbus. So, you know, this is the week that will tell the story because we're presenting all the detail on it. And I'll find out if that one comes to life. But this has been one that I would love to have. uh, You know, I've wanted to have a project like this. It's nice to have this happening right now. And let's just hope that it comes to life. So hopefully this show isn't a jinx. We'll know. And then we're done with it if that's the case. We'll we'll be the first. We'll be the testers. I mean, probably need testers. Just, you know, we don't want to make sure the water's warm. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That. Well, they want it to be champagne, not water. Oh, so <laughs> just kidding. No, but there'll be. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. So we're yeah. we're looking forward to that. But yeah, that that's about it. Very cool, Courtney. Thanks for being on on the thanks show today. It was awesome having you here. I'm glad there was a little reunion of the two of you. You could see like each always. other as always, and um, you know. Maybe we'll have you back more often. I feel okay. really bad. It's been as long because you're always a wealth of knowledge for well, us. Well, thank you. This was fun. Welcome back anytime. We can have Courtney on uh, to talk about the bourbon tasting room that that she's going to build for me. Yeah. You know, we should probably take a trip down the bourbon trail and get Mm -hmm. inspired. Absolutely. Okay. Let's go right now. We're going to go ahead and book it. Yeah. We'll see you guys in a week. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. We're out of here. Let's wrap it up. All right, folks. We get to do this every week right here on Above Grade. I'm going to challenge you all a little something. There's a prize at the end of it. It's a $50 gift card. You heard us mention. Yeah, you, you heard us mention Del Mar, and you got to go there and check it out and get inspired. So I've got $50 to Cameron Mitchell yeah. for the 10th person who sends us an email with a request or a comment. You can ask anything you want. You can send a comment about the show. But the 10th person okay. that we get something from is going to win that gift card. So go to abovegrade at jsbrowncompany.com. Let us know what's on your mind. Give us some feedback on the show. If there's something you want more information on, that's fine, too. You can ask questions. You can give us feedback. We'd love for you to do that. But do that at abovegrade at jsbrowncompany.com. Number 10 gets a $50 gift card. We'll send it out to you. So. Uh, have fun with that. And if you want, I'll go with you to Del Mar. And I won't even use any of the gift card. I'll just be a guest there. I'll pay my own way. I just love going there. It's a great, great space. So uh, you can also go get the, our archives. Check on those. You heard us talk about Girls' Night Out as one of the previous episodes we did recently, which was an awful lot of fun. You can check that out by going to jsbrowncompany.com and looking at our archive. You can also go to your favorite uh, platform where you look at your podcast and uh, go to Above Grade. And be sure to rate and review us. Let us know how we're doing there. We always like to get your feedback on that so we can only get better. So this is Bryce Jacobs signing off with Greg. Thanks, Greg. Great week. And it's a great week to build on, right? Always. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful one. We'll see you soon. Above Grade is a Columbus Radio Group production and produced by me, Greg Hansberry.